Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What will Stephen Kwan do in his sophomore season? Find out next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. Today is Saturday, March 11th. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Scott White. And let's take a look at Stephen Kwan, who last year hit 298 with only six home runs, but 89 runs scored, 19 steals, one of six players with more walks than strikeouts last season. Scott, what are your thoughts on Stephen Kwan entering his second year? Very unique player, and one who I find myself drafting more often in points leagues than in categories leagues, for for obvious reasons. I mean, that's his better format. Among qualifying batters, only... Luis Arise had a, a, a lower strikeout rate than, than Stephen Kwan. So just by avoiding strikeouts, he makes up for a lot of his deficiencies in points leagues. By avoiding strikeouts, he also hits for a high average, and that's the main appeal in Roto. He, he, he's drafted in a range where that's not so easy of a category to fill. And, um, you know, he still goes a lot earlier than somebody like Arise, but... Two things. One, he's outfield, which is a harder position to fill in that format, which is typically five outfield spots. And the other is, you know, he actually can make a pretty good contribution in steals. He had 19 last year, uh, and it was backloaded. He had 14 in the second half. So he be, he, he ran more as the season went on. Uh, he, he's not, you know... He doesn't have electrifying speed, but 78th percentile last year, pretty good. And since he showed an inclination to run more in the second half, there's some hope that with the new rules, maybe he'll do even more of that. The, the, the big downside, the big detractor here with Stephen Kwan is power. So he had only six home runs last year. His max exit velocity was 29th percentile. His average exit velocity was third percentile so this is not a guy who hits the ball hard enough to produce power in the current league environments and i don't see that changing so you just kind of have to take the take your lumps with that uh it might be you know if if you're if you're the sort of person who took kyle schwarber early let's say then maybe steven kwan is a reasonable choice to pair with him it's not ideal because you know you're hoping for a big home run advantage by taking uh schwarber but if you don't get enough batting average otherwise then then maybe you do have to think about drafting somebody like kwan as your third outfielder preferably third outfielder than second so that's that's where i stand with kwan I think it's perfectly said, Scott. I, the other name that came up to me was Matt Olson. You know, if he hits around 250 and gives you 35 plus home runs, or if you just wind up with a bunch of power guys early, maybe Kyle Schwarber and Matt Olson on the same team, then I think 
in terms of roster construction, adding Steven Kwan to that roster in a categories league makes a ton of sense. With the batting average and the steals, you mentioned what he did late in the year. His season construction was interesting. He was awesome in April, Steven Kwan was. He was brutal in May. Uh, I was like, oh, I guess he's going to get sent back down. He made yeah, adjustments to his credit. On. From June 1st on, he hit 314 with a 380 on base percentage, five home runs, seven steals, a 793 OPS. So for someone that doesn't hit for power to still post a 793 OPS, I think that's that's pretty impressive yeah. for Stephen Kwan. Yeah, and, and it's worth pointing out the on-base skills there, which are, they're not amazing, like in terms of how often he walks, but it's a good enough walk rate that for as high of a batting average as he's going to produce, you know, a good chance he's able to deliver like a 380 OBP and batting leadoff for for Cleveland and there's a good chance he's a stud for runs scored too um breaking triple digits for that he only had 89 last year but I think triple digits is well within the realm of possibility for Quan and there's not that many players you can say that about so he is a genuine standout in two of the five categories batting average and runs he's at least decent at stolen bases with the potential to be more but he's just going to be Dreadful in home runs and RBI. The ADP for Stephen Kwan is 116.2. Would you rather have Kwan or Anthony Santander? I'd, I'd rather have Kwan, all things being equal. Of course, if you're talking roto context, it kind of depends on categorical need. But all things being equal, I'll take Kwan. How about Kwan versus Jake McCarthy? Uh, same thing. But I, I think I think generally be, I'd be more inclined to take McCarthy as the safer bet for stolen bases. Obviously, points league's a different story. Quan's a whole tier higher in points leagues. Yeah, I think those guys are are pretty close in terms of skill set, but better batting average from Quan, maybe a little bit more pop from McCarthy. I think I like Quan, but but that one is really close. We're gonna wrap there for more extensive fantasy baseball coverage. Listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in Five, and we'll be back again next week. Bye bye. 